What's up all you motorcycle enthusiasts and welcome to the V-Twin Life here on YouTube. We talk motorcycles powered by those V-Twins, what fuels our passion, why you enjoy it so much. V-Twin Life is brought to you by these two great companies, Crash Ink Clothing and Wild Ass Seats. Hey, you want to add some comfort to your ass when you're out riding, whether you're a 400 mile guy or maybe a guy that's pushing a thousand plus or female rider for that matter, hey, check out wild-ass.com and add some comfort to your ass. Can't forget Crashing Clothing, that Northwest brand out of the Pacific Northwest. Hey, these guys got a lot of great stuff from t-shirts to hats, raincoats, you name it. Hey, they can get you covered. Check out CrashingClothing.com. Now, let's dive into another milepost of the V-Twin Life. What is up, everybody, and welcome to the V-Twin Life and milepost 76. We got... A Guinness Book of World Records holder now, an endurance riding fool that just crushes miles and it just enjoys it. So welcome, Dana, to the V-Twin Life. Hi. Thank you for taking time out. And you already got people, you know, some of your friends are tuning in. They're here. Oh, the Tennessee two. Yes. Oh, look, you put Hoka Hey sister. That's right. I will have a few of them. Yeah, two. Wait, where is it? Two-time finisher. Where am I? Yeah. Oh, on this side. Yep. Nope, this side. Yes. Uh, 2018 and 20. I would have done um, this year, but when I told, when I told, I, you know, called Beth and I'm, and first I called John Levins and I, and, or texted him and said, Hey, this is what I'm going to be doing. And he says, Oh, um, did you talk to Beth yet? So I told Beth, hey, this is what I'm going to be doing. And then they kindly reminded me that um, I signed the paper that says, you cannot be doing an event, doing another event while you're doing Hoka Hay. So John um, message video chats me and I missed it twice. And I called him and he goes, hey, and he tells me and I go, okay. Like, because I already knew I was going to do this. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll miss Hokahave. But I put in my route to be there at the beginning, you know, the start and the finish. So so I knew this year I was going to be at the finish party uh, regardless, you know. So. And speaking of that, you know, I mean, the, the Hokahave, you're talking about the start and finish. I got to give a big thank you and a shout out to Black Hills Harley-Davidson. Because when I was over there for the start, they did some work on my bike and I started having issues about two weeks ago and it ended up being, you know, they had made an oops and put my primary chain tensioner shoe in backwards, which ended up collapsing my, the tensioner. I called them and, you know, they were, you know, worried about it, want to make sure there's no damage, whatnot. And this was like on a Saturday afternoon said, you know, the manager's going to call you back. We'll get with you later in the week. Mm -hmm. I got it fixed put it back together still was having some real bad noises what happened my compensator came loose and i ended up talking with the manager yesterday we talked for a while on the phone i tightened it luckily everything is all right but they are actually gonna compensate me for my time of having oh, to work wow. on, my own, on my own bike after it was in their shop because you know they they made a mistake and i get it i mean we're all human and but for them, I want to say, I mean, that's kind of going above and beyond what I think any other dealerships would do. I was just expecting, you know, the basically the, the have a nice day, not our problem. But they really stood behind 
the fact yes. it was in their shop, they made a mistake and they're, you know, compensating me for my time having to wrench on my bike after, after they had it. And I, I think that's absolutely awesome when a dealership will go the extra mile and yeah. then more to make things right, which is awesome. And then also I want to say a thank you to Olympic Power Sports because during this time, which is one of the shops where I live here in Port Angeles, it was late in the day. I needed some primary fluid because I got stuff done and I didn't have any. I thought I had some, but I had transmission fluid and actually called Monty Cotton, who owns it, at home. And he ran down to the shop to meet me there to get me a quart of primary fluid, which is awesome. So I got a big thank you to Monty, uh -huh. which was cool. And hey, while I'm here, I might as well also say a congratulations to my daughter and her now fiance who got engaged this weekend. So that'll be fun next year. We'll be doing a wedding next year, which is awesome. So I just want to say congratulations to Maddie and Austin. And uh, now we'll get back to our regular scheduled programming. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, I may do a couple shout outs while we're go um, for it. on here. Yeah. So I did have uh, Rick Rogers say, hey, if you mention my name during your the podcast, Rick Rogers, um, he would donate to my uh, charity of choice. So Rick Rogers. <laughs> I think there was somebody else that also put something in there. I saw too. Oh, who was? Oh, yeah. Who was that? I forgot. Oh my gosh. Go home, Ken. Oh no, no, that part. Oh, we will talk about go home, Ken. We will talk about my personal savant. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, well, when did you first get into motorcycles, Dana? Um, I had. Oh, and it's it's more like Dana. Dana. So. Okay, sorry, my fault. <laughs> so. Um, I, I had a moped in high school that, well, first of all, my dad had a Honda. I remember a 750 and it says, if you can, if you can hold That's it up, you ride. can ride it. And I was like, um, uh, couldn't do that. And then when I uh, got my license, he bought me a moped and then I'm riding this moped around. This is in the eighties. And he said, I think you'll be safer on a motorcycle because you need some power to get out of the way. So he, he bought me a Yamaha 200 and um, I rode that until I graduated from high school. He sold it. But when it was, when they, the person who bought it was driving it out of the driveway, I thought to myself, I will get another motorcycle one day. So I just knew, I, I, I said in my twenties, I said, I'm going to get a motorcycle, but I'm going to wait till I'm 50 and then um, I'll start riding again. So I just, like, so that's how it all started. You had a long hiatus then. Yeah. Well, I was raising kids. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's like, and I just, in my twenties, I said, oh my gosh, it would be so cool to ride from Maine to California. Doesn't that sound like fun? You know? So I yeah. like, I already felt that way back then in my twenties. So when I started riding, um, Shout out to Lori Rocco and Debbie Harriswello. My, um, we were called the moms of anarchy, three members strong. And um, <laughs> so when I got, I was renting a bike for two years. I would rent on and off. And I had um, one of my coworkers would loan me his bike. And um, well, that's nice of him. Yeah, Tony Kearns. He would loan me his bike and he goes, put some miles on my bike. So I, it was a fat boy. And so I'd ride that or I'd rent and uh, for two years while I was trying to decide what I wanted. And then I finally bought a heritage 
As a matter of fact, Debbie today got a thing on uh, Facebook, a memory, and it was six years ago that I bought bought my heritage. So that's oh, pretty that's cool. cool. Yeah. So um, our first long ride was to the villages. And um, I told Lori and Debbie, I said, there's only, I only have two rules for this. I don't want to ride highway and I do not want to ride at night. And they're like, okay, okay, we won't. Well, to get to the villages from my house, it, you know anything about the villages? No. Okay. Where's that? So um, it's, it's central Florida. So to get to the villages, there was like maybe two miles that we had to get on the interstate. And so Debbie, we, you know, we're getting gas and she goes, I, I'm sorry, Dana, but we're going to have to do a little bit of interstate. And I'm like, oh, okay. Cause I was just nervous to be on the interstate. This was six years ago. So I did a little bit of interstate. And then on a Sunday when we were coming home, we took so long because we w- I wouldn't do interstate that they go, oh, really sorry, Dana, but for us to get home, we're going to have to ride in the, in the dark. So all of a sudden the sun's going down and I go, okay. So the two things I didn't want to do, I ended up doing, and I'm so glad I did. <laughs> well, how did you get the bug for long distance riding? I, you know what? Like I said, I must have always had it because I said, um, like in my twenties, I'm like, that would be so cool to ride from Maine to California. Like not even thinking about it. Like that seemed cool to me on a motorcycle. And then once I started, yeah. And then once I, but I didn't know I was going to do 80,000 miles in between that. But, um, (laughs) so when I was riding with Debbie and Lori, they'll love this. So it, I just started, um, following, I just gravitated towards people that were doing long distance riding. So in 2017, we decided to go to Daytona bike week. And I had already been following Kenneth Andrews. Um, I met him via um, social media, like 2015. And I was following him and he's doing all these long rides and he was in this really cheesy Facebook group, but he would always put a link and he was doing tour of honor and uh, Alder American uh, ultimate long distance riders. He's doing all this. And I'm like, what is this stuff? So I find out while we're going to go up to Daytona, um, Kenneth Andrews and Ken Cowart are going to do their hundred CCC and they're going to start in Jacksonville. So the whole time we're going up, to Daytona, I keep telling Debbie and Lori, there's two long distance riders that are going to be in Daytona. We should go meet them. And they're going, uh, and I go, no, 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 we really should go meet them. So I go, what are the odds we could go meet them? And we finally, this is late at night. And, and, um, this is like, I want to say like nine o'clock at night, we're going to get to our hotel. It's on a Friday night. And I said, So we're getting our last gas. And um, I said, hey, we could go to uh, Jacksonville and meet those two long distance riders. And Debbie says, no, I'm I'm not going to go. And Lori goes, oh, I'm not going to go. And I said, well, I'm going to go. I actually texted Ken Cowart. Hey, I'm on my way. He goes, we're about to go to sleep. I said, "Okay, I'll be there in an hour and a half. (laughs) And they literally like I wouldn't take no for an answer. I find out where they're staying. 
they we did the water we got the you know atlantic ocean water because they're going to go to the pacific and i um i i did their what is it um their witness statement you know that they're going to take off on this 100 cc and Kenneth Andrews reminds me because I said, you guys are only an hour and a half away. It's only an hour and a half. And he goes, uh, just remember the ride is actually three hours because you got to get back to where you were. And I go, oh, yeah, that's right. I think I didn't get back to the hotel like till two in the morning. It was. But anyways, <laughs> because of that, they bought me this. Uh, I don't know if you can see it. Let me see. It says. Strangers have the best candy because <laughs> Debbie Debbie kept saying, you're meeting total strangers. And I said, I, they're not strangers. They're long distance riders. Like, no, 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 this is fine. <laughs> so that's basically, uh, and that, that just kickstarted it. So. That's fun. Like Ken, he was milepost 29. Yep. Almost, Jesus, almost 50 episodes ago. Crazy. You've been busy. That was I'm before just... I. That was before the YouTube, though. I see. I think it's around fifty. I think I came to YouTube in the late forties. Uh huh. Well, I'm. Um, I'm glad you. There's that many long distance riders that you can interview. That's what's cool about it. So. And it's so much fun because uh, I mean, just hearing some of their adventures, and I mean, you can learn a lot from them. Yeah. Oh, I mean, and some of the setups and the riding, and it's. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, as a matter of, you don't know this, but I was the stalker. I Well, obviously, if I rode an hour and a half to meet people, I didn't even know just because they were doing a long distance ride. But um, yeah, everybody was like, she's a stalker. And I and I did. I stalked everybody because I'm like, oh, what are they doing? Oh, that's so cool. What's on their bike? I would like zoom in and go, I like that tank bag. What kind of tank bag is that? What cup holder do you have? Like, you know, I just liked how people had things set up and um, or I just liked what what they were their rides, you know. I, so, yeah, I definitely stalked. Oh, let me back up. So when we were in Daytona and it's time to leave, Debbie decides they're going to stay another night. And um, so I'm like, uh, I'm going to ride back from Daytona to Fort Lauderdale by myself. Now, mind you, like, I don't know, five months prior or four months prior, I didn't want to ride on the highway or at night. So now I just got on my bike from uh, Daytona and rode by myself in the rain, in the dark, because it took me like six hours to get home because of the traffic. And I literally, that was, I, I'm like, oh my gosh. I just like that gave me the bug that gave me bu the bug. I have to give a shout out to Wendy Battles and Bill Reynolds. Um, I actually texted Wendy after that. And I said, I felt I was so proud of myself for, for riding from literally Daytona to Fort Lauderdale. And it's not really that far, but it's like four, four hours. And I was just I was like, oh, my gosh, I rode four hours by myself. So that's what that like, um, that helped. <laughs> well, just, it, you know, builds courage and experience and, yes. you know, you, you do the things that you don't want to do 
and then you know kind of you realize that hey you know this isn't quite as bad as i i thought and it's all part of just building that you know resume and time writing and yeah experience yeah yep and um as debbie would say she goes technically we didn't leave you you left us and i go debbie we were all supposed to ride together i said but i want to thank you i want to thank you for for uh staying another night and i couldn't stay another night i said that literally pushed me out of the nest that's what i needed yeah i went for a little night ride last night it was a total different experience because i finally got all my new uh custom dynamics lights and actually haven't had a chance to ride at night with a new headlight the fog lights and it's like night and day difference from yeah. the stock lights to the new pro beam adaptive light on the road glide and the fog lights is freaking amazing yeah so i for i wanted to keep my bike stocked because somebody said um the way to have a um i don't know how they said it like a a bike that nobody else would have is a stocked bike. And I, and I thought oh, I'm going to have a stocked bike. So I had those, the terrible light on a heritage, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and my first um, saddle sore because I stalked this guy, Michael Brennan, who's my handler. Um, we stalked him. I stalked him. And he, he said, Hey, I'll take you for your first saddle sore. So he's going to take us to Georgia. And this is, this is in 2017. And so I called Debbie and Lori and I said, Oh my gosh, Michael Brennan will, he, he'll take us to, to Georgia on this saddle sore. So I end up calling Wendy and Bill and Paco and um, who Carlos Casado. I call all these people and we're going to do this ride to Georgia. And literally while we're riding down the road, everybody's just joining up with us. Wendy and Bill pull up, we're all on the, the turnpike. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm riding with all these cool riders. And while we're going up, it's dark because we met at oh dark 30. And um, we're behind Carlos. First, Carlos was behind us. And we're like, dude, your lights, man, they're so bright. Oh, my gosh, you're going to have to get in front of us. He gets in front of us and we're like, oh, my gosh, his backlights are even worse. <laughs> and that's when I realized I need those lights because I had that yeah. that heritage, you know, that one little light, you know, and it was like it was like kerosene. It's like, you know, it's like terrible. And that's when I that, that's when I bought lights. I bought. Yeah, I thought that was um that's what I need. I needed to ride with people who had good lights. Well, it was, you know, when I was getting ready for the Monsters Over Mountains, I got, I had Dave Pabella from Custom Dynamics and we got to talking and they redid my whole bike. Headlights, all new, the pro beam front blinkers with halos, the fog lights, the headlight, the tail lights, brake light, you know, the run turn brake controller, I mean, everything. Mm -hmm. And what a difference. Because I'm, like you were saying, I was following a buddy of mine on a street glide, we were coming over White's Pass and he had the custom dynamics lights in the back and they were obnoxiously bright. It's like, dear God, <laughs> those are impressive. But it's, and the, you know, the other hand, it's like, you know what people are going to see. And Todd had actually turned his down a little bit. So they weren't facing yeah. directly or just a slight angle down. But you know, when you're on a motorcycle, even if you don't have, you know, your saddlebag trim lights or, you know, the run turn brake controller. So you got all three 
you know, or you're not running a tour pack with lights, the more lights you can get and the brighter they can be, it's just the better chance of safety you have. So well, and then people still don't see you and they still hit you, you know? Yeah. They're like, I, I didn't yeah. See you. And it's like, dude, I just paid, you know, like $3,000 for lights. You didn't see those, you know, you have good lights when you pass a car and they go like, all you see, like I passed the guy once and this is all I see in his, his window. I look over and he's going, like this. <laughs> I go, okay, my lights are irritating. Good. Yeah. Good. You can see me. Good. Well, it's like last night. I was just on the highway for a short second. I mean, car, they just switching lanes. It's like, I'm not even going to, they don't want to stay in front of you. I'm like, cool. Mm -hmm. That's right. Oh, and you know what? I'm not rude about it. Like, um, like if I'm behind a semi and I'm going around, I'll speed up, you know, cause I, I know, you know, um, it's rude and, you know, I don't want to be too rude, so I just speed up a little, and then I can go. You know, so so they're not blinding. You know, in their their side mirror, but either that, and also it's not hanging right back by their back trailer. I mean, because for me, I mean, that's what right. I do for a living. I drive truck for a living, and you get those people that want to hang right by your tra trailer tires in your trailer, or just a little bit up. It's like either get all the way back or just get in front. Yeah. You well, I don't those areas. I mean, we do have the extra mirrors, but still it's like, you know, hanging right there is just not a good idea. Yeah. I don't want to be by your big tires either. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, when I went to get my first service while on the road, I, um, he, he's asking me all these questions. When did you have your tires changed? You know, what, um, how many miles you have on your tires? And he's asking me and I go, Oh crap, I don't have this information. So I call, my dealership, Alligator Alley, which is in Sunrise, Florida. And uh, I talked to Patrick, who I, Patrick is my service guy, love him. And I call, he answers anytime I call. And I said, Patrick, how many miles do I have on my tires? I, I said, he's asking me all these questions. And while I'm talking to Patrick, I'm on the road and there's a, two semis and the semi behind the other semi flash. And I actually went like this, like to let him know, go, you know, because he had his blinker on. So I'm letting him know I'm in the left hand lane and he goes, come over. Now I'm still talking to Patrick. And then then he goes back to right behind the semi. So I'm like, well, OK, so I ride up. And while I'm talking to Patrick, I'm listening to Patrick and I look up and the the um, truck driver is going like this to me. So I went, well, fuck you, too. And Patrick goes, excuse me? So I forgot I was talking to Patrick. <laughs> and I go, not you, Patrick, not you. I said, I don't know why. Because I actually was in the Army, and I was a truck driver. And I am very courteous to truck drivers because I'm like, they're working. I'm out here having fun. They're you understand working. it. Absolutely. It's like, they're working. Let, me let them move over. They have a job to do. They're doing it right now, you know? And they're, they're bringing my toilet paper or whatever the heck. That's my Amazon you have, you know? So it's like, oh, I'm very courteous. So I, I didn't know why. I thought I got all my signals right. You know, it's like I flash, like, come over. And I went like this. And he changed his mind. And then he's flipping me off. And I'm like, what the hell? You know, so, but poor Patrick, he's like, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> so in 18, so what made you want to sign up when, you know, take that, the ultimate plunge of, you know, testing yourself with the Hoka A. So in 2014, when I got my endorsement, I'm so glad you asked me this. In 2014, when I got my endorsement, 
um, I'm at Alligator Alley, but at the time it was called Chester's and it was owned by a guy. Um, I think it was E.B. Chester. And um, I'm there taking the class and they have this big canopy, a big tent. And there's two motorcycles parked in, in there. And I didn't read what it said. It said Hokahe Motorcycle Challenge. But I go under the canopy and I'm looking at the bikes and there's this older gentleman and he's standing there. And I said, whose bikes are these? And he says, this is my bike and that's my wife's bike. And I said, oh, and I said, what's what's going on? And he goes, oh, I'm I'm packing it for a trip. He doesn't even tell me it's the Hokahe. So he says, I'm packing it for a trip. So I go, OK. And all I'm thinking in my head is. They let you pull your motorcycle inside this dealership to just pack your bike for a trip. I thought, well, that's really cool. I had no idea who I was talking to. I didn't even know I was talking to the owner of the dealership. So um, I said, how many miles do you have on your bike? I'm just pumping him for information. And I said, how many miles does your wife have? And he tells me, and it's like big miles. And, and I go, oh, and I go, are you retired? He goes, no, no. Uh, um, no, not really. And I said, well, what do you do? And he goes, oh, I own a dealership. And I'm thinking car dealership. I go, oh, okay. So I go, well, have fun. And I walk away. And this guy comes up to me. And he goes, you know who you were talking to? And I go, I have no idea who I was talking to. And he goes, E.B. Chester. And I go, okay. And it didn't, like, I'm at Chester's Harley dealership. And he goes, he's the owner of the dealership. And I go, Oh, as soon as he told me that, I went back over to him and I said, you know what would be cool is if you had a viewing room that we could watch people working on the motorcycles, like it, like in the OR, like you have the, the audience, you know, I, that's, that's all I said to the guy. So I, I didn't say, what are you doing? So then when I walked away, he goes, he's doing the Hokahe motorcycle challenge. That's when I turned around. I went, Hokahe, okay. Well, I looked it up and I'm like, that's cool. So I tucked it away. I'm following Kenneth Andrews on social media. And in 2016, he says, I have got gotten accepted to, to do Hokahe Motorcycle Challenge. And I was like, wait a minute. I've heard that. Like, I know that. So now I actually know someone who's going to be doing it. So that was 2016. And I said, I want to do that. But now I'm watching him do it. And from 2016 until 2018, my second job was to meet as many Hokahe um, people and know, like, what do I need to do to get prepared for that? So that's how it all, you know, and so. I mean, people would go, well, what if you can't finish Hokahe? And I go, uh, I guess if I can't finish it in the time frame of my vacation time, I guess I turn around and I go back home. Well, when I was in the midst of doing it, I'm like, there's no way I'm turning around and going back home. I'm just I'm just going to keep doing it until I, I finish. You know what I mean? Like I didn't. Mm -hmm. It was like, no. What was I thinking? Like, I, I wouldn't stop in the middle of it and go, oh, okay, I'm going to go home. I ran out of vacation time. I'd have to call my boss and say, listen, I'm still out of here on the road. I can't stop now, you know? So. So when yeah. you thought about it, so, and you know, you find about what, 16. So is that kind of 
when you found, you know, like the Iron Bread Society and started challenging yourself that way just to mentally I, prepare yourself? Well, when Kenneth was doing Hoka Hay in 2016, I still didn't have a bike yet. Oh, okay. Because that was, I think, June or July of 2016. I didn't get a bike till September 2016. So I'm following it thinking to myself, that's what I want to do. And then when I finally decided what bike I was going to get, I bought my bike and that's when I was like, okay, you know, I had all those restrictions that I didn't want to do. And then I finally, when I, once I started riding in 2017, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do, I'm going to do, okay. Hey. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I'll keep the, I, there, there, there were some things I had to do um, before I, I would be accepted to do Hoka Hay. Um, the Junie that, that, um, you know, decides if you're going to be in or not. She had me, mm-hmm. I had some milestones I had to do before she would uh, even consider letting me do the Hoka Hay. Finally, she which came. I, which I think is smart on their point. I mean, that's not something just that anybody should go do. I mean, it's yes, you know, you've got yeah. to be a seasoned condition riding fool in a way. But I mean, it to be able to, you know, I mean, you got the patches to be a finisher. I think is absolutely the the top of a motorcycle riding resume. I think you get you want to go, you know, you get the hoka hay, and then if you, you know you get along with the iron butt society, you know, and if you can finish the IBA rally, you you're a serious, serious rider. And, you know, that's the, the top of the resume when it comes to people that really want to push themselves when it comes to motorcycles and say, Hey, you know what? I've, I can do it and I can do the miles and I got the proof. So, um, you know, Hoka Hay and iron butt association, totally two entities. Yeah. Um, Kenneth had put it like, um, he said it perfectly um, in, in a podcast where he said, Iron Butt is Iron Butt and Hoka Hay is familial. And you truly, I, I find the Hoka Hay family to be, the Hoka Hay people, they're, they're my family. Like, it's unbelievable um, what people, like, you don't realize how many wonderful people there are out there in the writing community and the iron butts the same way, but it's a truly familial um, thing with Hoka Hay. That's my opinion. Um, The iron butt, I've got to say the hardest ride I have done is the bun burner bolt. Um, I've it's, I, I finally had to, I didn't want to tell anybody I was going to do it because I'm like, again, like I was telling you this external pressure, I only told one person, uh, Roger bias. Um, I said, Hey, I'm going to attempt a bun burner. I'm going to do a 1500 on Saturday. He's like, okay. And so he's like coaching me up and I called him because he was a pilot. Um, he just, he, he was, so many people have been so wonderful, giving me so much information and, um, and they know that I'm going to listen. So he was the only person I told, um, I did it. 
And well, then, for those listening, I mean, I don't know if everybody is familiar. So you got your bun burner, which is fifteen hundred miles and under thirty six. Bun burner gold is fifteen hundred miles and under twenty four hours. Twenty four hours, yes, yeah, yeah. And um, it was funny because I did it in state, and so I'm riding around Florida, and every time I'd hit like traffic or whatever, I'd have to turn. I'm doing all this crap, and. And I'm in Naples and I'm not too far from my house. It's an hour and a half away. And he calls me up and he goes, oh, did you decide not to, to do it? And I go, he's, you know, we're on Bluetooth. He calls me and I go, no, I just, the traffic's horrible. I was just going to go across the alley. He goes, all righty then. Okay. And then he was all excited, but here he was. I was so close to my house. He's thinking, I'm like, uh, she's throwing in the towel. And I'm like, I'm not. And he goes, okay, okay, um, wash your face with cold water. I go, okay. And he goes, and take your cooler and all that cold water that's in it. I go, yes. He goes, just throw it over your head. That's what he told me. And I go, okay, Roger. And then I just got on my bike. I finished up. I think I finished in, it was uh, 23 hours and 45 minutes. <laughs> so here I am at the gas station. I roll in, get my gas, get my receipt. And I'm so excited. And I turn around because there's no one to celebrate with me. I wanted to tell the stranger, like, I just rode 1,500 miles in 24 hours. Woohoo! Like, be all crazy. And I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, that was so freaking hard. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So I did it. So I'm like, let me do it. Let me do it again. And actually, I was pissed off at all my friends that do it all the time. Cause I'm like, you guys made that look easy. That shit's hard. You know, I'm like yeah. they leave at 5 PM and then like, get it all done and be done. it. I don't know. Like they do not 23 hours and 45 minutes, but uh, one of my friends, he goes, Dana, it's still a BBG, even though it's 23 hours and 45 minutes, you get, you have 24 hours, right? So I'm like, oh, my God. So then I decide to do another one. And uh, uh, David Alizondo and Chris Hopper decides to meet me because I'm coming up Florida, going I-10, and I go to Houston. And they come out to meet me. And we're sitting out there bullshitting. And, uh, and then I go, okay, let me get going. So I head back, and I realize I am almost out of time. So now I'm in um, Louisiana and I'm, you know, that stretch right there, hardly any gas stations, hardly any exits. And I have Michael Brennan calling me and he goes, Dana, you, you're like, you're like cutting it close. And I go, I know, I know and I'm riding. And, I, and um, so I thought if a cop pulls me over, I'm just going to tell him, come, come with me, come with me because <laughs> I'm not stopping. <laughs> Oh, and there was no place to stop. I swear when I rolled into that gas station, pump my gas, get my receipt, and I'd go, oh, my gosh. And uh, that was the last time I did one. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was a while ago because I'm like, that shit's hard. <laughs> so. so what made you want to dive into, you know, the planning? Let's get into your Guinness Book of World Records ride that you okay. just got certified on. What? How did that all start? And you you know, go get from the beginning. So, um, I 
saw that Donnell Lynn had, uh, back in 2016, had this record. And when I read about it, because, you know, I'm looking at all this long distance writing. When I read about it, she did, I think she did 40 some odd thousand, like 46,000 miles. But back in 2016, I couldn't fathom 46,000 miles. So I was like, kudos to her. That's awesome. And I read about it and all this and watched some of her videos, but obviously tucked it in my head. In 2017 and 2018, when I started writing more, I started thinking about that record. So I looked and I didn't know this, but there was a guy in between Danelle and the guy from India. And I would, I would say his name, but I would like totally butcher it. So I apologize. Um, <laughs> Darth, Siddharth from India. In between Vanell and Cedarth, there was a guy who um, my friend Jesse Alexander from Texas actually knows that had the record, but he must have had it for a period that I I had never checked back in on that record. So anyways, by the time I felt like, wow, I think I'd like to do that. I think I could do that. That's what I was thinking in my head. I went and looked on, online and the record was now up to almost 73,000 miles or 72,000 miles. Now, is this for an all-in-country ride? Is, is that what it was? Yeah. It's longest journey on a motorcycle in a single country by an individual. And so when I didn't think I could do it, it was at 46,000. Now I'm thinking, oh, I could, yeah, 46,000 is doable. When I looked, it's now at like 72,000, um, a little under 72,000. So I tucked it away, but I'm like, no, I just back in 2017 or 18, I, I already had it in my head. This has been going on for a while. So, um, yeah. So I did tell some people that I, this is what I wanted to do. And, uh, and then I applied for it in 2019 for 2020. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but let me just apply for it. And then COVID hit and shit happens. And um, so I reapplied June of 2021 to do it this year. Cause I thought, oh, I'll do it. And I'll incorporate the miles from Hoka. Hey, that'll give me 10,000 miles. That'll give me a journey, you know, a journey within a journey. And um, so, yeah, so I just, it, it just was all triggered back in 2016. That's when I started thinking about this. Now, when you say apply for so who'd you have to apply with for, was that Guinness, Guinness or Oh, okay. uh, yeah. You have to do an application. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. I did because I looked into it. <laughs> Cause I was really interested. I'm like, I want, I want to do that. So. so did you have any plans? I mean, Grant, okay, so you wanted to do it. Was there certain places you had put on a list? Say, okay, you know, I'm going to do this 82 plus thousand miles, mm, but I want to see this, this, and this, you know. Getting into the meat of it. So I had my touristy sites I wanted to do. And then I was, you know, talking with people. Kenneth Andrews, shout out to him because he 
really, he helped me formulate a plan, a route, but he, he helped me daily to do that. Um, so I wanted to uh, incorporate Tour of Honor, shout out to the Brooks brothers, Dave, Dave and Steve. Um, so I'm like, okay, I'll start this April 1st. I ended up starting April 3rd, but I'll start it April 1st. I'll incorporate Tour of Honor. Those would be sites to go see. Um, and I didn't know where they were going to be. So it's like, okay, that would just give me, like, I won't go to all the touristy things. I'm going to go in places that people normally wouldn't go to, these small little towns. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. you know with Tour of Honor. Um, and I'm like, I'm going to incorporate that. And so I'll start April 1st. I'll go to the taco run in Medicine Park. I thought, you know, I'll do that. And then that will kickstart me off. That's how that's how I picked April. Not realizing in April, April showers bring May flowers. <laughs> and I, I really learned a lot about the the weather and how all the shit rolls this way and, and uh you know, and I wanted to avoid bad weather. So um, there, yeah, it was, it, it was like, south. Oh, well, yeah, south, I had to do a lot of south and a little bit towards the west. And then um, it was a while before I could get up to your area because of the weather, mm -hmm. you know, and um, that part I didn't even think about because which is so retarded, but I live in South Florida. You know, it's like it's it's rainy here, but it's hot rain. You know, it actually cools you off, and then it's just blistering uh, humid after it. I heard um, that. Yeah, when I was in Oregon, it's June, and I'm I'm wiping slush off my my face shield, going, "What the hell? It's snowing in Crater Lake. This is June." <laughs> you know. And it, it truly did not, like, I didn't realize, like, wow, it's going to, it was a while before I could get up in that area, you know, which was totally worth it. So. We had some crazy weather. I can remember, God, it might have been April. I was going down to Longview, which is down by the Washington, Oregon border. And it started snowing one morning. I'm, you know, taking mm -hmm. a load of lumber down there for work. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> and at one point, it's like you can't even see the lanes on I-5. I'm like, this is fucked. That's, you yeah. I mean, Mother Nature is having serious bipolar issues. <laughs> well, and I wanted to see Crater Lake. And when I had the opportunity, it was snowing. And I thought I didn't want to risk being in snow with my heavy bike and, um, as I said to the lady in Montana, when I went to get a hotel room, I said, where, before I sign any papers and pay, where can I park? Because literally it was gravel. It's a hill. It's grass. I'm like, and she goes, oh, follow me. She takes me out and she goes, you can park on that concrete pad. And I go, that is not going to work. And she goes, why? And I go, I'm from flat Florida. I said, <laughs> all these cars and literally the terrain to get to that concrete. I said, that's not going to work. And she goes, well, just leave your bike wherever you parked it. I go, that's better. And I, I said, okay, I'll get the room. <laughs> but 
I, you know, the terrain for me, literally, I live in flat Florida and, and going out west, uh, north, even Alabama, some of these roads, you know, and then snow. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not going to deal with snow with, with, with this bike. No. So I'll pass. Yeah, because we had some of our seasonal passes that they opened a little late. I know, like, um, well, Chinook Pass and North Cascades opened, I think, a little later than normal because mm-hmm. of snow and weather. And, I mean, up here in Washington, I mean, the North Cascades is a hidden gem. I mean, it is the most gorgeous ride mm-hmm. there is. I mean, it's the furthest north highway, Highway 20, and it's it's gorgeous. I mean, if you're ever up in the northwest again in the summertime, I'd highly recommend it because it is beautiful. I will be. <laughs> you have to get in touch with me then. Because <laughs> now, great places. now this just put a big old bug in me. Like, you know, I wanted to do this ride for years. And now that I've gotten to see so much, it's like, I want to go back and, and see it again. Because when I look through my pictures, I'm like, oh, like, you know, it's like, I, it just takes me back, you know? I'm like, oh, I remember that. I remember that. Oh, that was cool. That was cool. You know? Well, and that's, you know, the the fun thing that I know I'll admit I'm guilty of sometimes is not slowing down enough to take pictures, you know, on when you're riding and whatnot. And it's because I'll just like, I just want to go. I just want to ride, ride, ride. And, you know, when you're done, it's like, shit, I got three pictures and I just, you know, rode a thousand plus miles or, you know, 1500 in a couple of days or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, really taking the time to, you know, have the memories to look back on besides just what's in your mind, but is huge. And yeah, it's something I, I definitely need to work on myself because I'm very guilty of that. So what I actually did, um, I bought a camera, water resistant, and I hung it around my neck on a lanyard. And I thought of that. Yeah. Uh, my friend, you notice I'm doing a lot of shout, shout outs. My friend cannot, he used to do that. And, and, uh, I asked him what kind of camera he had. He goes, Oh, I don't even do that anymore. Now the downfall that to that is it doesn't show you like on your phone, the GPS, like, you know how you can look. So yeah. that part I'd have to go by the timeline, but it was just cool. Cause I can't, there's other people that can manipulate their phone and do all this stuff when they're writing. I just knew that I could turn it on and, and shoot pictures. Point and shoot. Yeah. And, and I said, I'll figure this out later, but I'm like, this is really cool. You know? So um, I had that. And then whenever I stopped for tour of honor, I did 50 rides, one nation uh, through Harley dealers through Harley Davidson. So I'm taking all these, cool photos and submitting those. And um, yeah, so I I did want to capture um, pictures. But when I saw a bear, I'm riding and I go like this and I go, fuck that. And then I, I was like, you know, and then it, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no, 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 no. We're not going to sit here. Oh, you know, I like popped over a hill in West Virginia and I'm like, that's a black bear, you know, and then it's like, no, 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 no. And then it jumped in the woods and then I just kept riding. I'm like, I don't, I don't, if there's a mama bear, I don't want to know about it. Yeah. And them things are fast. Yeah. Oh, Michael, you love, Hey, actually Mike, comment where you're from. You want to do highway 20 soon. I'm curious. Oh yes. I'll, I'll let you know. 
<laughs> well, I ran out of vacation time, but I will do that again. So. Well, I could imagine, I mean, because you were out, what, four months when you yes. did your ride? Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a long I, time to yeah, take I, off. Yeah, I took a leave. Yep, so I could do that. Yeah. So I know everybody, I know you told me before, but you know, that was before we were live. So how many, what was your total miles for four months when you got your Guinness Book of World Records? 82,598 miles. That is impressive. And then of course now you're on a road glide, right? Yes. Yes. Yep. So I turned over um, a hundred thousand miles on my bike while I was out on the road. So yeah. And, um, I knew a week, a week and okay. So actually, week. Michael's just a little south of me. I'm up in Port Angeles. He's down in Kelso, close to uh, down by Oregon, Longview, Kelso area. Who's salty? Salty and sprinkles. They're oh, out of salty. Texas. Okay, I see. Friends with the uh, Setzer Pendants and Big Smitty and oh, okay, the crew down there. Um, so. There was a, I had a mechanical issue on my bike while I was on the road. So I was at Olathe, uh, Kansas, at the Harley dealership there. That that basically was my hub where I always went and got serviced. Uh, not me, my bike. But anyways, um, <laughs> so they told me my uh, belt, there were some cracks in my belt. And I got serviced on um, on a Monday they said, listen, like I had like 90 some odd thousand miles on my bike and they go, we don't have a belt in stock because we never see this, you know, like this happens at like a hundred thousand miles. So they ordered the, the belt and um, said they'd call me whenever it came in. So on a Thursday, they called me and they said, it was like a week and, you know, three days or whatever. Hey, your belt's in. I go, okay, I can swing back around. And, uh, and we made the appointment for a Tuesday. So that Saturday, I'm riding through Montana. And um, my bike turns over 100,000 miles. I celebrate, I take a picture. I'm so excited. My bike has a 100,000 miles. I, you know, it's like, Oh, my gosh, I have 100,000 miles. About 200 miles down the road, the belt goes fresh. Oh, I'm like, that's what I get for celebrating my 100,000 miles. I, um, first, I didn't really know. I didn't know what was going on. It sounded like I was dragging aluminum or some metal. I'm like, what the hell is that noise? And I pull over and I look and I go, oh, crap. I, I call Kenneth Andrews and I said, my my belt just went and uh i go i'm gonna have to get a tow he's like where are you that's like i'm um and now i go to stanley north dakota i'm near minot and uh now mind you this is like five o'clock in the afternoon four or five and he goes do you want me to sound the alarm i go what's that mean he goes do you want me to put it on facebook that you know like you're having a, like bike issues. And I go, put it on Facebook. And I call triple A. I remember seeing that post. So I call triple A and they're like, um, you know, we have, we have somebody on their way. Well, the guy calls me 
and uh, the tow truck driver, and he goes, hey, this is your bike, right? And I go, yes. And he goes, so you know how to, do you know how to put it on a, a tow truck, a bed? And I go, no, no, I don't. And I said, if you are relying on me to get this bike on the, the, the bed, I go, no, I can't help you. Like, I didn't know what he wanted me to do, you know? So come to find out when he came to pick me up, he, he said, listen, he goes, I've never, he must've been new. He goes, I've never had to do this before. He'd never uh, towed a, a bike. So he actually brought the backup guy with him who had, had done one bike before. So I just told them both what I was doing. And I said, please just secure it. I said, because if that falls off the, the bed, I go, there goes my record. <laughs> you know, there goes my record attempt. So they tow me to Minot, North Dakota. Mind you, it's like I get to Minot at 11.30 at night. So it's like I'm trying to think, you know, tomorrow's Sunday. I'm trying to think how can I get that belt and every all my parts that's in, in, um, in Olathe, Kansas. So I get to the hotel. They, they take my bike to the Harley dealership. They drop me off at a hotel. And I'm like, oh take a shower. And I'm like, what am I going to do? So I'm still up. And at two in the morning, I get a, a message, a video, a, a, not a video, but a, a message through messenger. And oh, Buffy just said, Ken is the best. Yes. So I get this message from a guy. I don't even know. He says, Hey, are you, did you resolve your issue with your, your bike? If not, I live in Olathe and I can pick your parts up and bring them to you. I'm like, I don't even know this guy. So I look, Lee Kibbe, big shout out to him. I'm like, Lee Kibbe, and he only has one Facebook friend of mine, Chris Hopper. So I said, I, I'll, I'm going to talk to my um, dealership tomorrow, which I found out is his dealership. I call my dealership on Sunday. I told them I'd get back with them. So this is two o'clock in the morning on Sunday. I call the dealership and they said, we can overnight it. It will be there on Tuesday. Cause you know, they overnight from Monday to Tuesday. Right. I, I messaged Lee and I said, yes, I could use your help. Well, we talk on the phone and I said, listen, I'll pay for your gas. I'll pay for your hotel room. Cause I'm 12 hours away from him. And he says, no. I'm not going to spend the night. He says, I'll just, um, I'll just drive your parts up there and turn around and come back. I'm like, what? I'm thinking, Oh my gosh. So here I am in the hotel and I'm thinking, what can I do? What can I do? So I go to rent a car. So I rented a car. He's on his motorcycle. And I said, Hey, I've rented a car. I will come meet you. And we literally rode six hours North, six hours south and we meet in South Dakota. He tells me where to meet him at this restaurant. So while I'm waiting on him, I tell the people inside the restaurant, I said, listen, I go, can you do me a favor? They're like, uh, sure. You know, cause it's South Dakota. Everybody's nice. Can you do me a favor? I said, there's a guy and I tell him the whole story. I don't know this guy. Um, he's meeting me here. He's bringing my, my motorcycle parts. And, uh, I said, when, when we come back in, I said, I'll meet him outside. I said, please give him a round of applause. 
I go out when he pulls up, I get my parts. We meet each other. I put the parts in the, the rental car. We go inside and they literally, they were like, yay, Lee. First they asked me, what's his name? I go, Lee. They're like, yay, <laughs> Lee, Lee, yay. And they were, they were going crazy. So we had, we had lunch, a late lunch, which by the way, when he gave me the parts, I totally forgot. He had paid for my parts. Like, that's so crazy. Total stranger did this for me. So, um, yeah. Thank you, Lee. So that's awesome. And that, that just crazy? goes to show the, the community in which, you know, we're all a part of. Yes. Yes. He told his wife, he says, I'm, I'm picking up some parts and taking them to a stranded, uh, rider. I'll be back later. When do you think you'll be home? He says tomorrow. Like that's what he told his wife. <laughs> So he ends up getting home at like 3.30 in the morning, texted me and said, hey, hey, I'm home. And it's like, oh, my, like, and he got me my parts. I'm at a dealership Monday they, at 10, 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock in the morning, that dealership, Magic City in uh, Minot, South Dakota. Thank you very much. Um, they, they worked their magic, got that on, and uh, I was on my way. So... And they took me back to uh, drop off my uh, my rental car. I mean, it's like people were so wonderful on my trip. Yeah. That's an awesome oh. story. Oh, I have an, another shout out. So um, two shout outs. So I was staying at this hotel in uh, Ohio. And the girl at the desk, when I got up in the morning, she goes, I have all my all my stuff. And she goes, Oh, that's your motorcycle. And I said, yes. And she goes, where are you headed to today? And I tell her, you know, I tell her, I'm, I, I go, well, I'm doing this. You know, when I tell her what I'm doing, she goes, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That is so cool. She goes, I know we don't know each other, but please. And she writes out and she goes, here's my phone number. Please text me your email. She goes, I know we don't know each other, but please do that. I'm thinking, okay, that's no biggie. <laughs> so later on, I text her my, my uh, email. And when I checked my email that night, she has, she's put me on a family and friends link. So I get the family and friends discount whenever I go to one of their hotels. Follow me. All I had. Okay. To, yes. So so there were times I, and I saved it whenever I was in a, um, in a town that the hotels were truly, I mean, like really expensive or I didn't have any points build up with my, um, my, my other, the Wyndham and I had my holiday in points, but, uh, there was no holiday in, I would look for a choice hotel. I would hit the link and, uh, I got, I get rooms for $39 there was a in Durango, Colorado. I, I got a room for like fifty dollars. That's normally Jesus. like one hundred and sixty. Yeah, that's freaking Holly, awesome. Holly, Holly, Holly Reed from um, Ohio, and and I would send her a text and I said, "Thank you so much. I use the you know the discount. Thank you." And you know, next thing I know, she'd send me another email with another link. She just linked me, linked me, linked me throughout my, once I met her in Ohio. That is so yeah. awesome. Yeah. 
it, it was great. Uh, there, you know, it, it's like, oh my gosh, where, where am I going to stay tonight? And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, family and friends, $39. It's cheaper, it. than, yeah, cheaper than a campsite. So yeah, yeah, it was awesome. It was very, very sweet. Yeah. I now, mean, did, those, you do, did you do much camping, you know, on that ride also pitching a tent here and there or was it mainly just hotels? No hotels. Um, and a lot of the campsites like the, cause I had KOA down, downloaded and stuff. They were like, they were like 40 and $50 and, mm -hmm. uh, some places in the sixties and, and I could find hotels cheaper than that or using my points. And I actually had, um, friends, um, gift me with their points, a hotel room. They'd say, where, um, where are you headed? Which way? And, um, okay. Uh, if you stop here, here's a hotel. Uh, and they would gift me their holiday Inn um, points and get me a hotel room. So I'm telling you out of a thousand people probably met one butthole and, you know, <laughs> and, a thousand good people, you know? So, and another shout out was Hoagie uh, Carmichael from um, West Virginia. He does Hoagie's Heroes. Um, he does for, raises money. And he does charity work for children, sick kids, Ronald McDonald house. Um, I stopped, I didn't stop in a lot of people's homes, um, but I stopped at his house and uh, he like, cooked up this food i mean i was like oh my gosh he just he rolled out the red carpet and um and my friends kathy and billy they um they were staying at koas and i i would stay with them at the the koas and their house in um texas so um so i did that too oh here's a funny story how much time do we have <laughs> oh you're good go for it okay so my friend Kathy Lynn Carter from St. Augustine. Uh, she's originally from Tidiuk, Pennsylvania. And her stepfather was in, um, was in Korea stationed many, many, many years ago. And her mom, the joke her mom always said is, oh, I'm just waiting for some Korean kid to come in and say, you know, um, I'm looking for my father, you know. Oh my gosh, wait, what is her stepdad's first name? I just forgot. Um, so what do I do when I'm in near Titty, Pennsylvania? I call Kathy and I said, Hey, I'm gonna be in Pennsylvania. And uh, so she calls her brother, who calls her sister, and every day her parents go to the VFW at like 2.30 or 3.30, something like that for drinks and hang out. And it, Titty, it's a very small town. So they all scheduled it. Her brother and sister are meeting their parents in, in uh, the VFW. I So I call Kathy and I said, I'm here. She goes, they're in there. So I go into this VFW with my, my folder and I ask, I say, because I'm half Korean, I go, I'm looking for my father. And I, <laughs> I have the video I will send to you. Oh, Jesus. Her brother was taping it. When I say his name, because I go, uh, 
my weapons show uh, I'm looking for, oh my gosh, my mind just went blank with his first name. And when I say his name, he says, never heard of him. <laughs> her mother in this video, she has nervous laughter. She is, her worst nightmare has come true. That Korean kid is looking for her father from America. It was priceless. Oh, Jesus. That would have been so funny. <laughs> it was hilarious. He must have went freaking 50 shades of white. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Yeah, when I said his name, he said never heard of him. It was so <laughs> freaking funny. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I was still for days. I'm on my bike and I just start laughing because I'm like, that was. And they're in their 80s. It's like, oh, my God. I didn't have a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> I go, oh, shit. hi, dad. Hi, hi mom. Who are you? I asked her mother, who are you? his wife i go hi mom <laughs> <laughs> i will oh, shit. find that video and send it to you because it is, oh, that is hilarious and it is not staged at all man they were she was shitting her pants <laughs> <laughs> oh shit daddy <laughs> oh that's funny it was very funny so anyways, I haven't read any of the comments. I think they were all for you. No, they're all, for, there's a lot of people comment. It's actually the fun, best one was actually a text I just got from my wife that says, you're so awesome. <laughs> That's sweet. She thinks you're awesome. <laughs> Not me, you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. No, this has been fun. Oh my gosh. I had so much fun. Um, yeah. And my ride. And my ride. Well, I mean, yeah. since you got so many miles on your bike, when are you getting a new one? Oh, um, I don't know. Now I'm kind of like, oh, I want to see how many miles. Because I have see, friends. That, and that's exactly where I'm at with mine. It's like I've seen so many people say, oh, man, they'll go a long ways. I'm like, really? <laughs> I want to find out. Because I got, I'm almost at 111,000 on mine. Oh, okay. That's why you weren't impressed with my hundred thousand because you have. I was absolutely impressed with it. I mean, I'm the second <laughs> owner though, so the first owner was my dad. Okay. So I I didn't get to put all of them on there, but no, it's just fun to see you know people that enjoy the bikes and ride them. Because I mean, how many times you go, you see these bikes for sale at a dealership? You know, it's a year old and it's got two thousand miles on it, or three years oh, old, yeah. and it's like, why? You know, sometimes I question, you know, why did somebody buy it if you don't want to ride and it's just and to see you know people like yourself that go buy a brand new bike and you put over a hundred thousand miles on it it's awesome to see people it's like this person gets it and and no offense to anybody that buys them and you know they they'll ride a couple miles on saturday and sunday i mean everybody has what fits them but it's mm -hmm. i don't know i guess we all have our ideas of why we want to buy a bike and what different visions of what riding is yeah um I like those people that don't want to ride. And then, and then you go, you get that bike cheaper. You know, I haven't done it yet because I just happened to get a 2020 in 2021. So I got it cheaper, you know, or less expensive. Um, or you find those guys that just put 20,000 worth of accessories on them. So you don't even have to worry about all that either. Yeah. But I always, whenever you see a bike like that, I go, what's this bike story? Like, you know, it has, it's a two years old. It has 5,000 miles. It's like, what, what's the story here? You know, yeah. and usually they'll go, oh, there's this one guy, he, you know, he 
he trades it every two years, you know, regardless what, you know, they have, they know the person and they rolled in and yeah. So uh, yeah. So yeah. it's like, yeah, what's, what's the story on this, this bike? Yeah. But, and I was going to get a used bike. Like I was looking at those in the beginning when I got my heritage and then I ended up, uh, I got a good deal on the heritage. So I was like, no, nope, I'll get that. And uh, I'll get a brand new one. But so yeah. So how long did you ride the Heritage before you went to the Road Glide? The Heritage I had for two years and I had like 40 some, I had like 46,000 miles on it, just like the first record. And uh, so I had that for two years and I traded it because I always wanted a Road Glide. Oh, this is funny. When I was renting bikes, mm -hmm. before I started renting, I get my endorsement and I have a day off during the week. I go down, I go to Alligator Alley, have my endorsement. And I said, I'd like to rent a bike. And they go, when? And I go, today. And they go, that's not how it works. Like you have to call in advance. And I go, oh, okay. And I said, well, and they go, well, okay. Now that you know, like if you want to rent a bike on a Saturday or whatever, what would you like to rent? And I said, I'd like to rent a road glide. Now. They go, when did you get your endorsement? I said, last week. The manager at the time hears this whole conversation. He comes out of his office and he goes, how long have you had your endorsement? I go, a week. What do you want to rent? A road glide. And he goes, no, I will not rent you a road glide. And I was like, uh, okay. And he goes, no, go over there and pick out another bike, but you're not going to ride. You're not going to rent a road glide. I'm so glad he said that. I would have wrecked that bike <laughs> getting out of the parking lot. <laughs> I am so, like, literally, like, um, I rented a Heritage the first time. And I wrote, I, he says, I want to, the guy who was renting him, he goes, I want to see you ride in the parking lot. I rode in the parking lot. I rode up to him. And, I, and he says, okay. And I go, well, I'm going to ride a little bit more in the parking lot. Cause I'm like, Oh, I was a little nervous. So I continue to ride around in the parking lot and I look over and he's already gone back inside. He's like, that girl's just going to ride that bike in the parking lot all day. So when I finally got out of the parking lot, I, um, I get on the, the road and, and I'm like, I remember the first, the first exit to get, you know, the little ramp. I'm like, I was struggling doing that. I remember that. I'm, and then I finally darted my eyes that way. And I go, wow, that is true. Your bike will go the way you look, you know, like it took me because I was going to run in the ditch because that's the way that's where I was looking. And when I turned, <laughs> I just went, I go, oh, wow, like use what I was taught in the in the class. So, um, yeah, so I'm glad I uh, they didn't um, let me. I, I mean, I would I would I would have dropped it or something, but. I had the heritage for two years, like 46,000 miles. And then I had um, my first road glide. I had from 2018, like September, 2018 till January of 2020. And then I got in an accident, but I had 60,000 on that. And then now this one, I have 110,000. Nice. So, mm -hmm. so I just a got a short my, amount of time. Yeah, I just, and I haven't gotten this one yet. Where is it? Um, now that's up to, my new one is um, 200,000. 
So I'm a hundred thousand. Like this. once I got this one, I put that on, but now I just got my hundred, my 200,000 one. So nice. I, the hog miles. Yeah. And there was something I was going to tell you before you had asked me that. Now I forgot. Damn it. I think it was good. Oh, oh well. We'll have to do it when I mile post 120. <laughs> Absolutely. Whenever. Ah. Well, it's fun. I mean, you know, because you've ridden, you mean, you know, through your ride and travels. And that's the whole point of why I did this is hearing other people, hearing these stories, mm -hmm. you know, places they've been. And for me, it's, I enjoy it. It's, you know, like, you know, you talk in the beginning, you know, I love reading Roadrunner magazine and Rider because it's all about motorcycle travels. It's not just, you know, products and reviews and mm -hmm. lots of stories, different places. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that's why I, you know, started this adventure and to hear these stories and, you know, now it's like this story will live on forever in, you know, digital format. It'll mm -hmm. next week you'll be on Spotify and Apple podcasts when this comes out on Wednesday. And it's so much fun to hear these stories and, you know, thank you for coming on and, and sharing some stories and, and hanging out. It's been so much fun. Yeah. I've enjoyed myself. Oh, now I remember, I'm sorry. I, now I remember what I wanted to say. So, um, Rob Carlo, he does the American ultimate long distance riders. I've talked to Rob. <laughs> I'm trying to work it out to get him on here soon. It's probably going to be in October. Yeah. His, I think he, I want to say he has 300, yeah, 30, that three over three hundred thousand miles on his bike. Yeah, because his road glide is a couple years, just a couple years newer than me. He had still has a twin cam, and I want to say he went like two hundred and twenty-seven thousand mm -hmm. before he lost the engine, and then his new one is still under warranty, the extended yeah. warranty, and he's still riding it, which is just freaking awesome. And I've reached out to him, and hopefully he's going to be coming on sometime in October. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which I can only imagine, you know, but like the stories you have, the stuff you know that Rob has to to share, you know. Plus, you know, with the Facebook group he started, you know, the American mm -hmm. Long Runners group, and met so many people through that. And um, I mean, I haven't done it this year, and I barely did it last year. I try. I was going to incorporate that in this ride as well, but then I had so much stuff that I had, I had to weed, you know, I, I, I said, let me do tour of honor and, um, the 50 rides. Um, and I, it, it was just too much, you know, so I, it was too much recording, uh, you know, submitting. So I, I just, I said, I'm going to limit it, limit it to, you know, just a couple of things, but yeah. I mean, because been... in the end, it takes away from your riding time. And plus, you know, you're, yeah sleep time you're trying to get rest for the next day when you know if you're trying to do all these different ones but i mean i get why people want to do it but like you're saying it's like you gotta you gotta have some downtime to to catch some z's to prepare for the next day yeah well and that a huge shout out and i've mentioned his name multiple times but kenneth andrews truly truly like i i'm i'm in like iowa and everything looked clear and i get a text in the morning he says you you got to get up. <laughs> I'm like, I look at my text and I'm like, what? There's a storm coming. And then I go, I go, I look out the window, and go, oh, shit. And and I'm <laughs> like throwing everything, getting everything together, and you know. So he he, I mean, when I I joke around when I say my personal savant, but he was able like with routing and the weather, even though they call you know 
we call him Rain Man because he attracts rain um, historically. But um, the go home Ken, I mean, he he truly, truly, it, when I tell you it, it oh, and I didn't tell you this before, it kind of took a village. Um, Michael Brennan, like I told you, he's my handler. He um, he would remind me he was always looking um, to see when my spot was the battery was low. He would send me a text, hey, you know, hey, your battery, your battery shows low. I mean, just I really had people watching out for me. And so I, that or, or sending me sending me a hey, how are you doing? You know, keep up the great work. But Buffy, who who's been, you know, she put a little thing on here. She would send me a text. Robert Sanook would send me a text. Michael would send, you know, like, great job. Keep it up. You're doing great. Gary, Tur Gary Turner would let me know. He just sent something. And Gary Turner would let me know when my Garmin was off. You know, he's like, I, I don't see the line. I, I, they truly were tracking me, you know, and um, keeping me on point. So that was that was really great. So what's funny, like you're talking about go home, Ken, because I mean, from having him on and, you know, that's the most awesome thing. 76 mile posts in. And I can honestly say that I built a personal friendship with every person I've had on here. You know, text uh -huh. messages, you know, Facebook messenger. I mean, all the stuff. And it is super cool. And when I got to meet Ken in person, went over at um, Rapid City this year when I went over there for the Hoka Hey, got actually, you know, he always uh -huh. talks about his book. So I was actually, I, I got to sign his book and got yeah. my little piece of history in Ken's black book. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Thank Which you so cool. much. And I really appreciate, like, you know, I put it out on Facebook. It's official on Tuesday, and you reached out to me on Tuesday, Tuesday night. So that was that was cool. I'm like, Denver, Denver wants me to be on his podcast. <laughs> I had been, you know, following stuff through the different posts, and plus, you know, I got a message from Ken because you gotta get Dana on. He goes, That's right. I said, I know I've been following it. I'm working on it, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, so no, no which was which was awesome one of these days i'm gonna get paco i'm working on it. i gotta try oh okay i'm so you know what i'm sorry i didn't realize i thought i thought you guys had uh already met well i think i met him got introduced to him but i know he's been on like wild ass craig's podcast but i i haven't had him yet or whatnot but that's one I want to work on because I know he's got some awesome stories, much like yourself, and mm -hmm. it's so much fun. I just I want to hear them all. So I knew he had been on a podcast, so obviously he was on Wild Ass, and I'm yep, just on the say, Wild Ass podcast. I think he was like this. He's in the first five that was. On I there. I've never tried a Wild Ass cushion. However, I I did this ride on my stocked. Um, seat that says something right there yeah it, it's like I, I was cool with it it was it was fine so for some reason like it didn't bother me but um well, once if you know, that has a wild, wild, wild ass everybody that has a wild ass loves their wild ass so oh, tremendously i will admit i've put close to ten thousand on mine and honestly i won't ride without it there's no way mine's so faded it looks like shit but it is so comfortable right yeah, so I, I don't I don't know how I I don't even realize what I'm missing. You know, <laughs> even I let my son use one because we had when I went with Craig, he sent one for me and my dad, and then he sent one for my wife. And 
Hayden when we went to South Dakota. He's like, hey, you think I can use one? I was like, well, you know, you're going to have to ask Grandpa Herb because uh, me and Mom got ours. And he used, he's like, you think I can keep this? He goes, I don't want to give it back. I said, I'm, you got to take it up with him. I'm out of this loop. But <laughs> you go deal with Grandpa, not me. Oh, so, now, But yeah, they're freaking cool. They're good. Um, real quick, have you done the Mokey Dugway? No. Okay. Look it up. There's the YouTube videos. And I had heard of the Mokey Dugway, but I, I didn't realize how it was spelled or whatever. Anyways, I'm riding along and um, Kenneth calls me and he goes, Dana, you are so close to Mokey Dugway. I go, the what a what a? He goes, the Mokey Dugway. And he goes, take, and he tells me, like, go to this. You know, you're going to pass it. It's your, it's right on your way, the way you're going. So he tells me what road. And he goes, listen, he goes, just stay in a low gear. He goes, you'll do great. Just remember, you're going to feel very accomplished when you're done. And I was like, okay. And he goes, and if you have any problems, they're there to help you. Well, the Mokey Dugway, all these signs, uh, the road is now, it's, uh, you know, no semis, this, all these warning signs. And I just keep riding. And I come up to Dugway means like the road that hugs the side of a mountain. And, uh, and I'm on this, it's gravel. I'm like, what the, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to let everybody know that my ex-friend thought it was a good <laughs> idea for me to do this. And I'm going oh. up the, and it's gravel and the turns and this, and I finally get all the way up to the top and I stop because I see the back end of a sign. I stop and I turn and I see Mokey Dugway, and I go, oh, and I put my kickstand down, get my sticker out, and I said, I've got to tag this thing. I go, <laughs> I was so happy and proud of myself for doing that. And who calls me? He goes, wasn't that cool? And I go, yeah, where are those people you said that would help me out if I if I had? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you right. first attraction, like they'll help you. They're there for you. Yeah. Oh, that's good. But thank you so much. No, so. thank you for coming on. This has been a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. You know, thank this you for taking great. time out of your night and, and coming on and, and sharing your adventures and, and hanging out. This has been awesome yes. and can't thank you enough. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, you're welcome. So, hey, thanks everybody for tuning in to Mile Post 76 with Dana Darcy. And uh, remember, ride safe, have fun, enjoy that open road. We'll catch you guys next week. Thanks, next Denver. Sunday. Stay tuned.